Oh yeah, folks. <laughs> Feel that groove. Alright. Turn that down a little bit. Big shout out to Anderson Pack. Today is the release date for his new album titled Oxnard. So we gotta give him some love here on the intro. This is your host, Marta Mario, aka the Asthmatic Aztec, the Chicano Thanos. The man with the plan here. This is episode 41 of the Puro Caballero show. And it is Friday. That's right. November 16th. How's it going, everybody? It's been a few weeks since we touched in with you guys. Hope all is well. Got a special guest with me here. Returning guest. Second time. How you doing, Ariel? <laughs> hey, I'm doing great. Awesome. Glad to be here. Good. Thanks for thanks for stopping by. I wanted of to wanted to have you on to talk about a few different things um a lot of stuff going on in the news recently uh one of the biggest things that happened uh was it a week and a half ago or so the yeah. the last election that happened which is the the midterms so figured uh you know who better to have on to talk about this than uh, my good friend here <laughs> so um so yeah um i guess so we can just start there there's a lot of stuff going on, both you know, locally and nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, what were your thoughts on kind of how things shook out and and uh, just the kind of the overall feel and vibe that we've been going through? Um, you know, it was an awesome turnout. Like we were able to flip a lot of seats in California locally. That's what mm-hmm. I feel like, and it was a historic. Um, I guess event because there were a lot of women elected to Congress as well. I know um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is the youngest woman elected to Congress and that's just amazing and I'm really happy that of the midterm results. Well, I'm glad that um, Democrats took the House at least. Yeah, they couldn't quite get the Senate. I don't know they missed it what, by like a couple, couple spots mm-hmm. or so. Um, but the House is taken over now by the Democrats, so... That'll put some pressure on uh, the administration, I believe. We might actually see Trump's tech returns. That's the yeah. the news is that the <laughs> Maxine Waters is going to go now um, pretty hard on trying to, to put pressure on Trump and all those people. But we'll see if that ends up happening. Yeah, I saw Orange County flipped a lot of seats. Yeah, right? Harley Ruda won yeah. um, the 48th Congressional District. That's pretty awesome. Um, and I'm not sure if... Katie Porter might have also won okay, her okay. district. Okay. Or Mimi Walters. Yeah, I saw that there was just a map from like 2016 to 2018, and it's yeah. like it's like uh, night and day almost. Really, it's kind of crazy. A lot of people don't realize who live outside of California that there's a lot of like strong pockets of like uh, conservative areas of the yeah, state. That exactly. Just because overall the cities like demand a lot of the attention and like uh, notoriety, so a lot of people can assume. The whole state's kind of that way. But Orange County is one of those little pockets for sure. It is, definitely. Um, I'd say the Central Valley is another one too. With the, And then if you go out to the desert regions, kind of that area. Basically outside the towns, it's kind of that way. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that was a big one for sure. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the propositions that were on uh, on the ballot here. Let me see if I can pull up the full list of uh, what happened. Um, let's see. Uh, 
California Acquisitions Results. All right. Here we go. 2018. Let's see what ended up happening here. Um, affordable housing ended up winning out. Um, prop one to uh, for the veterans and affordable housing that was good yeah i know prop two was for mental illness um so they had like a amount of funds that were already designated to people with mental illness but they were the new proposition allowed it to go to housing for these people so that's a good thing because you can't get well if you don't have anywhere to stay first off um let's see the bond for water environmental projects did not pass i know that was a very close one 51 to 48 percent that's a close one yeah um that one had to do with the um what was it setting up particular um um it was it was the 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 wording in this proposition was like kind of tricky so i think a lot of people were hesitant to kind of sign off on it um you know how it is a lot of these props are like get tricky because it'll be for something that you might want to have happen but it the the means of how it gets done sometimes can be like yeah exactly. not the best so like <laughs> or even just the way they're worded it's kind mm -hmm. of confusing like if i vote yes does that mean i repeal it or does that mean right you know, it's, it's very confusing <laughs> very true very true let's see prop four bond for children's hospital construction that passed 61 to 38 let's see prop five the senior property reduction this one was really um got a lot of support from like the senior citizens here because it would have uh... oh wait a minute i'm trying to think of uh see like you said the wording is confusing yeah, because exactly this one had to do in relation to property taxes for the elderly um when they leave their houses they wanted to keep the rates lower um, so that way it incentivizes people who are older to leave their homes and so it opens up more real estate for people uh, for newer families which means they all have to like build less stuff and it also drives the housing market down because then there's more houses available so I get that side of the argument but at the same time that also means that people who were born older have an advantage over people who are born younger in terms yeah. of like how they move around with their properties so they would be saving on taxes when traditionally speaking that kind of uh age group has benefited from yeah, a lot of other like financial economic say. you know decisions made in the past so it's like just giving them another break type of thing yeah oh man it's like hard to take like emotion out of certain stuff for sure yeah yeah all right moving on prop six um repeal of the fuel fuel tax approved by voters that did not happen so the fuel tax will stay in place like you said, the wording is crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh, Prop 7 to change daylight savings time period passed 60 to 40. Um, but that's only to ask. That's to, only if the federal government decides to take it out. Right. Then that means we're also going to remove it. But then I'm confused. Like, uh, isn't it if the federal government decides to, like, remove daylight savings time, then wouldn't that also mean that the states don't have a choice because it's the federal government? Yes, but I think the process was a little different. So I think this proposition was if it if it was voted yes, that means that they would then pursue it to the federal government just for the allow just the state of california to change because arizona's not on it indiana isn't on it either too so depending on each county mm -hmm. so each state has different individual laws but they have to give the okay by the federal government first i think oh, okay. 
from reading it, I think that's what it what it was how it was explained. Because um, I, I read a couple of different websites before voting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It would be interesting because like right now we're not in daylight savings and it's just super dark, like real early mm-hmm. in the morning time. There's light, but if um, but if we weren't on daylight savings, then in the summertime we would get what more light later or is it more light earlier i'm trying to remember cause see that's the thing i'm confused <laughs> about so does that mean if we take away daylight savings time does that mean we're gonna be like fall back permanently or right are we gonna be in spring forward i hope we're in fall back instead i think I that's how it would be cause i think it would stay like how it is now so then if like the spring comes we wouldn't we wouldn't change one hour forward. Correct. So if we move it one hour forward, that means then we get more light at in the morning. In the morning or at night? I'm sure. In the morning. Oh, in the morning. <laughs> in the morning. It's in the morning. For the summertime, it's in the morning. I feel like I, I, if I'm not if I'm not all screwy, it make this all confusing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Prop eight regulates kidney dialysis treatment centers. This one got no from 60%. I'm surprised. Because doesn't the yes mean that hospitals have to reimburse patients if it's if the price is over, like, one? Yeah, exactly. So it was like um, if the kidney dialysis centers are making too much of a profit, or if the, the, they, like, kind of cap it, right? So if they're making too much of a profit, then they have to exactly what you said they have to either i think reinvest it into the, their company and their machines or they have to reinvest it back into the patients themselves so there was a hard media push like i saw a I'm lot of advertisings to go to go uh, no to go no there was a so lot what were the of reasons? the way that they the, the advertising that i saw like on tv um in the radio was like um they had a lot of people who were kidney dialysis patients right and so they put them on screen and they were saying they had scripts that they would read about how if you vote yes, a lot of the dialysis centers will not be profitable and will close up shop and will therefore mean less resources for the people who are on dialysis, which I don't know if that's necessarily because, true. Like, it's just wouldn't the, the dialysis centers be profiting off if you vote no on it? Yes, they can remain. The status quo remains. They can. There's no cap in terms of how profitable they could be so that means that they could um you know give you minimum amount of services but still charge you a lot depending on where they're at um not all centers are like that for sure but it all it would just ensure that people aren't trying to screw you over as much i guess yeah. or i guess that's, I, I was surprised that's the idea that, that was a no that, yeah by not even like by a close margin it was like yeah yeah, I think seeing the the way and the emotional attachment that the advertising that they did had, like whoever was uh, funding it, I can't remember exactly which group, mm-hmm. which conservative group it was. Um, I think that uh, definitely had a big influence because I think there was a lot of people who were either senior citizens themselves or who were maybe, um, you know, family, you know, you know, sons or you know, siblings or whatever, of uh, or you know, the kids, offspring, mm-hmm. or whatever of them. I think they were scared um, by the rhetoric that was used in, like, how they presented it. So um, I'm not totally surprised about the vote, um, but definitely the margin for sure, I think, is yeah. pretty pretty wide. I've had a feeling it was going to get clo- be close just because I knew 
that um, they were pretty sneaky in terms of the way they, they presented things like that. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think you're right. It was surprising to see the number. Um, oh, here's another one that was pretty surprising. Prop 10 was the rent, I know, the rent control. I was surprised about that too. Dang, 60, 40, almost yeah. 60, 60.7, Yes. Um, so I think that means since they vote no on that, then that means no, no new places, no new like apartments i guess will be rent controlled it's mm-hmm. only the ones that are currently rent controlled right yeah and the law says no no building made after 94 can have rent control so it's all these old properties that are only have rent control and all the old properties that was a big one i know prop 10 yeah. was a big one like there were tons of advertisements for it everywhere yeah i didn't see this one as much as i saw the dialysis center with the kidney dialysis center one but mm-hmm. um yeah, I voted yes for this one for sure because rent-controlled mm-hmm. properties is definitely helps out people who exactly. need it. Exactly. I know people who live in rent-controlled properties or used to at least. And, and like, like the, the fact that it was voted no by such a big margin too. Yeah, how was the how's the advertising framed or how, did you see the pro or the against? Like, I don't know if you remember or... No, I don't really remember. No worries, no worries. It's just, uh, that's pretty interesting. Like, who wouldn't i guess landlords landlords for sure would do not want rent control properties um maybe housing associations because then it forces people to try to get a home instead of because maybe the if they see that they're paying the same for an apartment versus what they would on a mortgage some people might consider getting a house i've talked to some people who don't necessarily live in la but and have done things like that in the past um who like they're like all right i can rent an apartment but then i can just get like a a mortgage on a new home i'd rather get the new home right Mm -hmm. so the idea is that okay i own the home technically the bank owns the home and all that Mm -hmm. stuff and you got to pay the bank but y'all know you know i guess that's you know neither here nor there but that's disappointing for sure because there's a a lot of people who that could have benefited from because I mean, we're how many years removed? 24 years removed from when that law was put into place or something like that? Or when that date, the 94 date? Yeah. That's been a ton of buildings since then, right? Yeah. Even a building made in 95 might, could still look like pretty old, right? Yeah. Anyway. um, All right, next one. Emergency ambulance employees on call. This one passed, so this one I voted no for. I know, I voted no for that, too, because... So that means, since it passed, then the EMTs have to be on call, even if they're on break. But they're also getting paid for it. That is true, but I would rather them be allowed to have the break, because you don't want to have an EMT who is, um, you know overworked and not mentally fit just because of that mm-hmm. uh to be helping and assisting you right that's not uh that's not ideal to have uh somebody there who you know might be hungry as hell having eaten for hours and stuff like that like emts work hard mm-hmm. like they deserve those breaks in my opinion yeah and i was surprised that one was a no right or was it yes it was yes to yeah. make them on call okay. yeah so a no vote would have kept it as is yeah kept the status quo which um i mean there an emt is like because mm, like who who are like positions that are are on call like doctors are on call um not even police all police officers are on call right yeah like they um 
Like, you can be off-duty. Um, like, I see, yeah, doctors, surgeons, there's an emergency. Yeah, so, I guess... But then they rotate, like, they rotate between doctors mm-hmm. or surgeons, so... True. Does that mean EMTs would also rotate? I'll, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, that's... That is a good question. If they do not, then it's, like, that's horrible. That's really messed up. Which I feel like this law would kind of incentivize the hospitals or the, the you know, emergency centers, wherever, to, to kind of push that a little bit more. Because then they could save money. Because yeah. they don't have to hire as many people. And they're just going to overwork these EMTs. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, who knows? Over the long haul, you overwork too many people. People are not going to want to work that job. Yeah. Now you have a, a, a shortage of EMTs. This is all hypothetical, obviously, <laughs> so who knows? But, I mean, money is, like, the factor in everything. It's Definitely that. So. Definitely, definitely. Um, all right. Last one. Prop 12, farm animal confinement standards. 61% yes to 38% no, which I think was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just basically meant... So there was, like, laws that was put on the books a few elections ago that said that you have to have, like, decent standards for the uh, housing your farm animals. But it didn't put, like, specific, like, has to be this feet by this feet mm-hmm. or you can't have, like, there's, there was a specific requirements. And I think this one actually kind of put some in place for that. Now, how much authority the California government will have in, like, regulating this stuff, mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see. Because there's a lot of farmers who don't follow, like, a lot of, like, the, the practices that are supposed to be accepted. And sometimes they don't change until they get called out. So, I think the next important thing would be how, how much of the regulation, like, arm is going to get funded. And how, how many people are they going to get to go and, like, inspect and check out these, you know, the farming conditions. Um, but, yeah, because that's a, that could be a tricky thing because farmers are, like, very stuck in their ways and kind of want to do things how they do it um and farming's tough like no lie like the margin for for error and the margin just even just like the profit margins for farmers are like they tend to be pretty small Mm -hmm. and it's if one thing goes wrong in the process it could screw up like your whole harvest or or your whatever um i guess for farming animals it's a little different because uh um but even then they're still still working as like kind of small means but uh yeah i definitely agree that animals should be treated better but i feel like we should probably concentrate on people too (laughs) yeah yeah. i don't know um but to each their own for sure um okay so that's kind of i guess a little bit of the props uh that we went through here in southern california um i did want to take uh talk about i guess some of like the more popular um candidates that were going especially for like the governorships yeah um, stacy abrams and um what's it called brian kemp mm-hmm. so close she hasn't conceded yet right i don't think so uh that's what's crazy what was going on in georgia how there was there was some, voter suppression exactly they're suppressing a lot of votes out yeah. there and they were doing some shisty shit so like the attorney general was running for governor and the attorney general is the one who controls like the voter yeah, like, that's like a laws. Conflict of so there. he was the one that was able to get thousands of people's name unregistered as voters. And a majority of those people who became unregistered were black voters. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so he's basically taking away his opponents like uh, um, base. Right. Yeah, yeah. their votes. So that's uh, I know 
I think there was um, a lawsuit that was filed against him, or I think there's there's something going on legally to try to like combat all that stuff and go against it. So, um, yeah, I really hope. Uh, I hope Stacey Abrams yeah. wins. She deserves it. She's been she's mm-hmm. been handling it so well too. Definitely, know? yeah, definitely, definitely. And like just the fact that she hasn't given up in spite of everything that Brian Kemp has done. Yeah. That'd be pretty crazy for the state of Georgia because it would be a, what her, her first is the first female governor, first black governor yeah. ever, and then uh, yeah, there's not too many like I don't think the history in Georgia has had a lot of Democratic governors since uh, mm-hmm. the New Deal era, right? So um, Georgia, cons- like traditionally, has been like a conservative type of yeah. like uh, a state, and um, I think that's kind of changing by a couple different factors. One, I mean. Um, from the way that I've heard people like to talk about and describe like cities like Atlanta, it's like all black communities where like they're the majority of like the whole population. So mm-hmm. you're starting to get more towns and people who are like um, representing themselves kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then two, a lot of the Hollywood industry is moving to Georgia. I don't know. Oh, if, really? I don't I know if know you know this. No. Yeah. A lot of the big budget Hollywood films are not filmed in Los Angeles anymore just because of the taxes and because it's mm-hmm. the, co- the cost. There's too much. So Georgia, as a result, uh, years back, maybe a decade ago, maybe longer, made a lot of incentives to, um, uh, you know, try to woo these people in. And, like, they've had a lot of success getting a lot of the budget, like, the films shot out there. Like, they'll shoot films that are based in Los Angeles. They'll still shoot them in Georgia. Yeah. But then make it seem like it's L.A. Yeah. So um, I think having that kind of influence is definitely... um, I think made kind of that a little bit more mainstream a bit. This is, I guess, an assumption to somebody who's never been there and is just kind of reading from the outside. But, but yeah, that's kind of crazy with Georgia. But Florida, you moved just down south too. Yeah, Andrew Gillum. Andrew and Ron Gillum. DeSantis, they're going into a recount. Yeah, that's oh, gonna. God. That's gonna be a knockout, is, drag out, yeah. like ordeal. This is one crazy midterm, like. So many women got elected, women of color, and there are all these recounts. And there was, like, the first Latina governor in, like, uh, New Mexico, I think, got elected. Mm-hmm. There was uh, the first Muslim uh, member of Congress yeah. got elected. First Muslim woman elected. It was, like, um, there was a lot of firsts first, this, this year, exactly. for sure. Um, yeah, so, but Gillum, I think that's, uh, his race was, like, the really, really interesting, like, on the lead-up to it. Cause it seemed like um, he had just was just owning DeSantis on everything, mm-hmm. like all the debates where he was just like he always had every. I don't know. It's hard to base a debate by looking at Twitter replies and stuff like that too. So know. it's like, but I just kept seeing those <laughs> clips pop up where I was like, oh, he called you a racist. Dude. I, know. I was like, <laughs> I was gonna ask if you saw that clip. Like Andrew Gillum was like. I'm not saying he's a racist, but the racists are saying he's yeah, a racist. Yeah, I was like, damn. That is one burn right now. I was now. like, damn, get him, Andrew. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I saw that the video kept popping up on my feed all the time, and I was just like. Savage. Damn, dude. That was crazy. Got to But, um, yeah, that's that that state's tricky, though. That's just, <laughs> that state's crazy, man. They're like, uh. The farther south you go, the more liberal it gets. The farther north in the panhandle you go, like, the more conservative it gets, which is, like, mm-hmm. the opposite of what traditionally you would think in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. Farther north versus south and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's, like, 
It's a very weird state in a lot of different regards. Mm-hmm. I feel like Florida is like the one place where you see that crazy headline. You're like, it's probably happened in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. I saw one headline. I don't know if it was legit or not, but it was on Instagram. It was like, man bites brother's penis off because he had sex on his favorite blanket or something. What? <laughs> Yeah, and I had, like, a picture of a guy's mugshot. I was just like, only in Florida. Like, <laughs> stuff like that. But, um, yeah, that's would be interesting to see. But recount again in Florida. What is new? It's only been, what, how many years? Uh, 16 years since uh, the last time that happened? Oh, my God. It swung the election yeah. back in 2000. Yeah. 18 years, 18 years, I guess. But um, I know there was the close one in Texas. There was a close one in Texas, too, with Beto O'Rourke and Ted Cruz. That was another one I was going to say. I was going to yeah. bring up. Cause, uh, it was super close, especially for a conservative state like Texas, too. Definitely. I think, yeah, I think Beto definitely handled the race well. Like, he he went out there and encouraged people to vote. and He literally went to every single county in mm-hmm. the state and talked to everybody he could. And what's his name didn't go anywhere ted cruz yeah. <laughs> didn't do nothing oh man but the fact that it came that close it's it's amazing the, the results came that close yeah there's a lot of uh, eyes on beto right now um he's like a big star um mm-hmm. in like the democratic party on the come up because yeah. um one he's like in a conservative hotbed so i think he knows how to relate to those people yeah. and um um like two he's he's like uh somebody who actually has like people rally around and 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 uh want to feel good joining his causes i mm-hmm. think uh he does a good job of bringing people on his side um because he uh i mean he's like bilingual too which really helps in the state of texas yeah. he's um um i know these things are kind of shallow and everything but i mean he's like a good looking guy he's like mm-hmm. a, a i think he's like six four also too so in a normal political realm, these things don't really matter. But because we're living in a Trump world, I think these yeah. things do. Just yeah. because Trump uses his physical presence to, like, you know, uh, try to bully people a lot of times in debates and things of that nature. And Beto, he, I don't think he'd be hand, he would he would be put up putting up with yeah. any of that stuff. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I I like Beto a lot. There's a lot of people out thinking that he should run for president next year, next uh, election. What What do you think? I mean, I'd be down for that. He's such an amazing candidate. Like, when he was running in Texas, I think he would handle it really well, too. Yeah. And he would be good at rallying people, encouraging them to vote, like what he did leading up to the midterms. Mm -hmm. And just his demeanor, too. Right, right. I feel like he's someone that a lot of Democrats could probably, like, easily relate to or something. I I think so, too. I think he would be a much better... I think... He's probably the most solid candidate out of all the people who would be front runners right now. Um, who who is hinting that they might run? These are the people who I would assume might run. Okay, there's one thing I heard. Hillary, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris was number one. I think Ooh. I would put on there. Number two, I would say Cory Booker probably. Okay. Um, three, maybe Beto. Four, maybe Bernie again. Five, I've heard. Hillary's interested in running again, and what? I hope she doesn't. And I really hope she doesn't, because nobody wants her. We've already told you this out two times. She ran for president. Obama got the nomination. She ran for president again. She lost to Trump. Mm-hmm. The numbers all say she's not going to win again. So, like, if she tries to do this thing again, where she tries to, like, basically gerrymander the election or the nomination for herself, which she did the last election, mm-hmm. only people quite understand how far her group, like, went to guarantee that it was gonna be her 
and not Bernie or anybody else. Like, if she does that whole rigmarole again, then the Democrats are screwed about, and Trump's going to get elected again. So that shouldn't happen. But those are some of the names that I would throw out there. And then Beto, even though he didn't win, I think that would be the the one hiccup I would have is that if he would have won, definitely for sure he would have been the I think he would have been the top candidate. Yeah. But some people view that uh, view him losing as like uh, a sign of weakness. No. Um, pe- people like who, if you're Democrat, you're gonna you would vote for him regardless, right? If you're kind of in the middle, you might you know be on the fence. So I, I'm thinking of the people who are on the fence necessarily. So if they saw him, they're like, oh man, he didn't he didn't even win his own state. How the hell can he run the country? You know, some people think that way, even though that's not necessarily the best way to to think about things, to rationalize it. But um, anyway, let's see here. Oh yeah, we we got legal in three more states. Nice. So that's awesome. I think yeah. it was uh, who was it? Um, which um, two states I think were recreational. One of them was medicinal. Mm-hmm. The only one who, who was on the ballot and didn't pass I think was like North or South Dakota, and it was like close still. But I find it ridiculous that there's so many of these states now that are popping up. It's like, it's like a good way, though. Yeah, like, it's, it's a really good thing. Man, like, 10 years ago, I, I don't know if I would be able to say I saw this coming. <laughs> yeah. Colorado and Washington, thank you guys for being the, the, the guinea pigs. Front, yeah. front runners. Yeah. Let's see, what else? Um. Oh, yeah, Trump fired Jeff Sessions recently. Oh, yeah, and then he, re- he got replaced with Matt Whitaker. Such a it's a clown show. The fact yeah. that the reason did you know that there were protests because Jeff Sessions got fired because then it would put the Mueller investigation like at risk. Yeah, because I think Sessions recused himself, right? Correct. So he wasn't gonna go against the investigation. He was gonna let it go play out. So Trump is for the past few months has just been killing him because of that. Really, the past two years, really, he's like, man, yeah. I can't trust you because you don't back me up and all this stuff like that. But I don't think uh, Sessions wanted to get freaking uh, in legal trouble at all. So um, you're right, though. I did see that there's some Republicans who are actually they say they would sign a bill to protect the investigation. But they've said other things in the past. And everyone says things in politics. It's about doing it. Right. So let's see if they put pen to paper, if that gets to that. But you're right. Did you hear about how this Whitaker guy got the job, though? How he got the attention? So he is like a CNN uh, pundit who goes on to defend Trump. And I think there was uh, there was something somebody like interviewed like someone close to him. And they said that he realized that Trump, all he does is watch TV all the time. The only way people can get on Trump's good side is for them to suck up to him. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, kiss his ass pretty much. So he decided, you know what, I'm gonna go on CNN, do just that get his attention and then hopefully I can get a job within his or uh, administration. Oh so God. they apparently his goal was to just be like an ambassador to some whatever, just, you know, small level position or whatever. It's like, so he's trying to sneak his way in to kind of get the role. Well, Trump saw that and then promoted him all the way to attorney oh general. <laughs> what do you know? He's not yeah. probably qualified to get to do the job. That's, that's it's, it's insane. That's insane. Yeah. Mm, he was like, Flipping through the channels. Yeah, I hate Jim Acosta. Mm, oh, this guy <laughs> likes me. I, I like him too. <laughs> like, like yeah. th- that's how the brain works. It's so ridiculous. Oh, man. It's crazy. But, 
Yeah, that that saga is just gonna keep growing. It, I feel like we're just on the precipice of it, and this is like, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, this world's a crazy place for sure. But uh, anything else, I guess, that you got uh, going on in in your world right now? or? Um, I know there have been a ton of fires here lately. Definitely. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I want to say um, uh, prayers and thoughts and everything else that I could throw out there to everybody who's been affected. And this is all over the state, too. Yeah. There's been one in Malibu. There's been one in San uh, Fernando or San Gabriel Valley, right? Mm-hmm. And then up in Northern California, where my family uh, resides, up near Chico, north of Sacramento area, there's been a lot of a uh, lot of uh, damage and properties have been lost. A lot of lives have been lost too. I think this yeah. is the deadliest fires that we've had in the state, yeah. and uh, it's a lot of factors playing into it. But this year, especially, I feel like the the effects of climate change are just starting to just throw itself and just like we're really starting to feel it. Yeah, you know, exactly. things are getting more intense in terms of how, in terms of like yeah. weather and natural mm-hmm. disasters, and they're happening more common, yeah. more frequently. There was a tsunami that hit some uh, territory um, in the U.S. or uh, some U.S.-owned territory in the South Pacific, and nobody was reporting on it. I saw an article about it. Can't remember exactly the name of the the island, but yeah, I mean, there's things like that going on. There was the the storms in like Florida mm-hmm. and the storms in uh, um, where else? Where else? Um, just everywhere. There's been a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, the weather's crazy. I feel like Mother Nature's just like, no, y'all need to chill. I'm gonna keep you know doing this stuff until y'all I chill, know. and then we're just like, nope, let's just keep building. Let's keep doing what we're doing, and. Uh, deregulating all the oil companies and stuff like that freaking the president letting people drill on the was it just having a president that doesn't even believe in climate change is gonna make everything worse yeah well I don't know how much people on like the right don't believe in it or are they just denying it Mm -hmm. you know there's oh here's what happened Uh, I think Exxon Mobil they have their um um you know, oil drill, uh, drills in the Gulf Coast, they pushed for Congress to get money so that they could build barriers um, to protect the oil rigs from rising seawaters. But the rising seawaters are happening because of the oil rigs. So they want the U.S. government to fund protection for them for something that is a direct effect of what they're doing. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's just messed up. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So um yeah we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, um have you seen Hassan Minaj's new show on Netflix? No, I, I think I've heard of it. It's pretty good. I I like it. I think he's pretty witty. He's pretty funny. But he did his last episode on like this this topic. What's it called again? Patriot Act. Okay. Yeah. Uh shout out to Hassan. He's from Northern California also. He's also a Sacramento Kings fan. What's up? What's up Hassan? <laughs> um yeah, funny dude. Um, he's real smart too. So he was he was explaining how um, uh, this whole situation is ongoing right now, and um, oh, what was my point that I was gonna make? Um, oh man, he's uh, the oil Exxon. Oh, there was like some spill that has been ongoing for like the last like fifteen years that just recently got um, like 
published and like talked about and discussed. Only, I think I did hear about that. Only reason this one got discovered is because they were um, there was another oil spill, <laughs> and so they were covering that oil spill, and then came to realize that they found a different one at the time, and it had just they were just negligent the last like two decades almost or whatever, and it's now claimed to be the largest oil spill in history. Oh, here's the point that I was going to make. He was saying that U.S. oil production is at an all-time high right now. We're number one in the world. And it's like, do we really need to be, you know? Because there's all these other places that are, you know, producing this oil. I think he said that if he, if you take all the oil that is produced now and use all the oil, it'll still, you'll still have oil, like, there's, you you'll have more than enough to power everything. So it's like we're we're creating a surplus for like no reason and just like damaging ourselves. Um, Cause I, they're saying, cause it goes back to the seventies with OPEC nations and they embargoed us and then we didn't have no gas and then people were going crazy. So they're like, screw it. We just take control of our own production. And like people don't realize that there's oil rigs even here in LA, like yeah. Los Angeles County, there's a lot of them. Inglewood, there's a lot of them. In the show, it showed that there was, like, uh, in the middle of uh, mid-city or downtown, there's, like, a building that is, like, a facade. It's an oil rig. It's an oil well. But it looks like a normal building. People drive by every day and stuff like that. So this stuff happens a lot more often than people realize, too. Um, So it's it's crazy. And they they have a lot of power, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we'll uh, we can wrap this one up then. I appreciate uh, you taking the time, and yeah, we'll we'll take a quick break, and then uh, we'll come back with a little bit more discussion after this. This shit gon' bang for at least six summers, but ain't shit gon' change for at least three summers. They tryna kill a nigga fake, we need a little truth, brother. Uh. Pop, pop, pop goes the shooter. Reform, reform, shit that came sooner. Come on. This shit gon' bang at least six summers. Pop the top, that bitch hot than the mother. We need more peace and less long gunners. Put down your heat and smoke marijuanas. Pop the lock off your muzzle. Niggas is dying like lost files in the shuffle. We know you lie, my nigga. Now nah, we don't trust you. We know you buy to sell it back to the public. Cause this money to be made in the killing spree. That's why you trying to start a war on the Twitter feed. Mm. Somebody take this nigga's phone. Is you kidding me? Mm. You take them AKs up out of these inner city streets. This shit gon' bang for at least six summers. Okay. Shit see you, Pack. And we'll fade it out from there. Thank you for staying through the intermission. Second half of the show. Had to do it in parts and chunks because of uh, time constraints and what have you. So, yeah, we'll get into some of the more, I guess... Lighthearted topics of the day But yeah, it's been a few weeks since we touched in, man There's been a lot of shit been going down 
A lot has happened. We had Halloween uh, fully completed. I guess I checked in with you after Halloween, technically, but fucking, uh, yeah, man. I won my costume contest. Chicano Thanos came through, dog. I told you. Got that uh, Amazon gift card. What's up? What's up? What's up with that? I'll take it. Um, yeah, man. After that, man, had a fun-ass time at uh, Day of the Dead. It was a little bit more of a low-key atmosphere than the old-school hard uh, events that I've been to. Um, it's at the same location. The last time they had it there, they fucking went in. They had, like, three stages, and it was it was big. This one, it was, like, one big stage and one really tiny stage. And little tiny stage had some good-ass acts, but it was, like, way more low-key and chilled. Like, they didn't put as much, like... Uh, investment into like the whole the whole presentation as much as like some other festivals so it was a little more low-key but goddamn justice was awesome they were amazing um i'm trying to think who else i saw fucking shiba song was fun uh rodriguez jr was fun as hell oh man i was having a great time uh knife party uh definitely threw down uh, Die Antwoord was definitely a jam that I wasn't expecting. Like they, 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 they're more party music than I expected. Like I, I came, you know, you see like how they, um, like some of the music videos and stuff they've they've done in the past, and you're kind of like, all right, whatever about them, because they they go all over the place for sure. I went and saw a little piece of them, and they weren't they weren't too too bad. I'm not gonna lie, I I was having a fun time, and that's all I can ask for. So I, you can't be mad. You can't uh, discriminate like in uh, those ways, I guess. Um, but yeah, any hoot. Um, yeah, that shit was fun as hell. I was uh, taking pictures with so many fucking people. Uh, <laughs> had that fucking gauntlet, had a beer and shit, and was just drinking out of it. That was the funniest, giving everybody daps and shit. I was, um, uh, yeah, everyone, everyone got that. That was, that was, a, that was a fun time. That was a good one. I took pictures with like about two or three different Freddie Mercury's the whole uh, time there. Is <laughs> that fucking movie came out? I guess it's a pretty simple costume to fucking pull off. You just need to get that little armband thing, grow that mustache, slick the hair back, and uh, rock the uh, um, the uh, wife beater. But yeah, you gotta be comfortable with people assuming that uh, uh, you're homosexual. But that's a it's a costume, so who cares? Fuck. So who cares? And it's a it's a day of the dead show, so everyone's you know, it's more uh more open to different people, different uh experiences and stuff like that. I guess like uh that kind of music kinda of is a little more open. I guess you see it. Um but yeah, good fun time. Great, great atmosphere, good crowd. And yeah, some of the acts were pretty pretty damn top notch. It's been a minute so it's been uh it's been a little while for me to kinda harking back and think back on that shit but i uh, had a fun time I was there with my boy alan uh and his girlfriend shay 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 what's up shay shay and uh yeah i ran into my homie miguel and cheech the homies and was tag teaming a little bit back and forth so that was a fun ass time we had a blast um and yeah that was uh good good times um yeah, I guess we'll keep it moving with the uh, get a little bit of music tip. I want to give a shout out to Burner. I guess shout out to Anderson Pack. He came out with uh, a couple albums recently. I finally got the time to digest them. I do like. I do like. Also, Fetty, the the project between Currency, Freddie Gibbs, and Alchemist. 
I fucks with all three of those dudes individually together. I fucks with them, definitely. Um, so yeah, anytime Alchemist and Currency are on a um, a collaboration, that's uh, that's a must listen for me. So yeah, they they, they have some bangers in there. Uh, Freddie Freddie's got that unique ass gangster style and shit though, but he's got that like pimp like, but he he'll be on the mic like pimping and shit like uh, singing pimp like pimp shit. I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's dope. It's dope. Uh, yeah. Anywho, I'm trying to think what else fucking happened. Oh yeah, I went fucking to karaoke last week and I was killing it. Unfortunately, right before that shit happened, some punk ass motherfucker busted into my car and broke my window. Stole my shit, stole my fucking uh, twenty plus year old JanSport backpack, the vintage OG ones with the uh, leather on the bottom that I had a. Uh, that was my uncle's back in the day. That shit was in my family forever. Sad day. Got that shit swiped. Didn't have too much on me. I think I had like an eighth. I had like a little bit of beer. It was just like going out. I had like a tall boy. The only reason I got the tall boy is because I was trying to buy a lighter at some place and at a minimum. So I was like, all right, I'll get this for later. It's the after. But yeah, it's fucking some clothes. Stole my damn flannel. Pissed off about that. Gotta have to get another one. Yeah, freaking sucks. Anyway, um, had to get that shit fixed last week and that was a whole ordeal, man. Like, uh, not fun, but it wasn't too, too bad. I fucking um, uh, found somebody who's just uh, drove to my friend's spot. Yeah, that was the other thing too, because I got street parking in my my crib right now, so it's like I couldn't leave that shit just hanging because somebody's gonna jump into my car and try to figure out if they can take everything else. So I, I didn't want that, so I had to go leave it somewhere protected. Did that, and yeah, that was last week. I'm trying to think what the fuck else. Oh, yeah, yeah, fucking last weekend. Happy birthday to boy Frankie. Uh, that dude, uh, we had a good time chilling at uh, over his crib out in the city. And, yeah, we went out to the Echo Plex. Oh, man, had a fun time. They do the uh, Echo Flex shows out there, some old school hip-hop and shit. It's always fun. It's the shit, you know, you grow up listening to. Everybody knows the words and shit. That's, that's that, uh, that fire. It's kind of like... 90s to like 2000s hip hop like the beginning like that's kind of the era so like any everything up until like I'll go from like I would say Biggie to like Soldier Boy like that kind of era you know what I'm saying Wu Tang to like 50 Cent or Kanye <laughs> early Kanye like that shit so yeah that was a fun time I will say I got to witness a freaking cat fight in person right in front of me oh boy that shit was entertaining as fuck it was wild fucking wild i will not drop any names of said folks who i may ha- or may have not known at the time but it was impressive leaving the place walking out uh little tipsy about to call an uber rallying with the crew all that in motion i'm walking there's a uh, um, what is it? It's one chick in front of me, right? And she like walks to the left behind this group of people. I think bumps into some other chick. I didn't see it all happen. Like I was drinking some water, trying to like head on a swivel, trying to find everybody. I didn't see how the precipice of it, the beginning, how like the origin of this, this whole confrontation took place. But eventually this chick ends up, uh, 
freaking body slamming the um chick b chick a who's who um is somewhat affiliated is uh body slamming chick b who is uh you know some anonymous uh person and flipping her over i don't know if she flipped her over her shoulder over her knee or something but i saw like leg in the air i saw the head parallel to the ground and then she's on the ground and i see this uh chick a fucking uh throw some uh, wild ass swinging punches it's always with the chicks they throw the wild swinging looping punches you got to be ready for it's never straight it's never a jab it's the looping wild swinging throws freaking haymakers she came with a couple of them and i think the left is the one that hit because um (laughs) holy shit i'm trying to remember all the details this is freaking hazy um yeah eventually like that's this all happens within like five seconds and um i'm standing there about like five to ten feet away like in the sideline of this happening just in utter shock because chick a is i'm not kidding you like under 120 pounds like this i was this was pretty impressive on her part for doing this i'm like whoa where did this come from and uh because this is the type of person who was a professional and the demeanor is not like uh uh would suggest that type of behavior but shit man the alcohol gets flowing and everybody be throwing bro that should be happening uh <laughs> you either be drunk and sloppy and getting along or you be getting confrontational, dog. This is what happens. We have a repeated history of this. Anyway, back to the story. So said chick A is swinging. Eventually, somebody pulls her off. She scampers away from the whole ordeal. <laughs> Eventually, I find out like later after leaving the place, like trying to figure out what the fuck just happened just in my head, thinking that some other people might have seen it meet up with my crew we just like organize ourselves and my main objective is to get the fuck out of there <laughs> and so we leave end up meeting up with chick said, said chick a before uh later later and uh ended up seeing she had some damage on her hand bro <laughs> she was wild dog oh man she was game low-key low-key though that shit that shit's a, that shit kind of be a little turn on bro that shit's a turn on man that was that was freaking amazing anybody who's just willing to just go go for it sometimes you're just like man you gotta give some respect to <laughs> even though like i don't know what chick b did and there's probably you know wasn't uh you know um you know warranted or whatnot apparently chick b pulled chick a's hair or something like that so like that's a no-go in the the female world and community uh apparently uh from what i've heard of all intentions i have not committed said act intentionally ever before and i don't plan on it <laughs> but uh, i mean shit shit happens right uh oh my god that was fucking intense that was insane that was the highlight of that weekend even though um had a good fucking time at uh, frank's frank's crib we fucking uh had that birthday bash out there um sunday watching football and all that stuff and yeah trying to remember what the fuck else i did um i don't know fuck it all right let's get back to the topics here we go I gotta start off right here, man. As a fucking proud member of the Raider Nation, this shit is fucking miserable, embarrassing, and fucking pitiful. It's it's just like the worst combination of like outcomes that could have happened for this team. Just like the shit has hit the fan and like the tank is in full effect. Like we are sinking for that number one pick, man. It's is fucking horrific right now. It's so bad, man. 
people are hurt. I think the coaching staff is leaving players out intentionally with the intent of fielding a roster that is not competent so that they can continue to rack up the losses intentionally so that they could, uh, with the hopes of having good um, draft uh, luck and then building for the future. This shit normally under Raider circumstances is something that like I wouldn't, I would understand and be frustrated with, but you could kind of come to terms with it to somewhat degree because the team has been shit for so much of my lifetime that it's like, what the fuck else is different? Like, what's new? Okay. All right. Fuck it. Like, at least try something. Do something because what has, you know, happened is not working. Finally get some success and then that fucking just goes down the toilet, man. Goes down the fucking toilet. It's just fucking embarrassing, man. But under these circumstances where there's a lot of hoopla, there's a lot of hype, there's a lot of uh, press and coverage for this whole new regime, this whole new coaching staff, it's like, what are you guys doing, man? Like, you, you can't just, like, uh, promise us uh, talking about Super Bowl contention and all this stuff like that and then just give us this. Like, that's just fucking horrific. I mean, don't talk that talk if you can't walk that walk, bro. Like, that shit is uh, going to lose people's... Uh, not just attention span and interest, but, like, their belief in you, dude. Like, uh, you're going to keep crying wolf so many times, and nobody's going to believe you. This is a, a problem with, uh, you know, certain people don't necessarily understand the ramifications of their actions, bro. Like, John Gruden, man, is, like, trying to play it both ways, where he's the head coach trying to be the disciplinarian and the rah-rah, like, we got to get go and do this. But he's also the dude who's, like, picking the roster so if, and uh, making the decisions for the, the future, uh, over Reggie McKenzie because he's kind of like uh, Napoleon Bonaparte his way up into that fucking role and just kind of, uh, uh, you know, pushed uh, um, McKenzie over to the side, bro. He kind of uh, just, you know, slid in there and fucking, you know, did his, his shit. He did LBJ his shit, slid into that number one role. Everybody else, you know, fall back, um, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, but anyway, man, fucking, they lost to a third string quarterback on Thursday night football and just got absolutely embarrassed up and down the field. Like it was pitiful, man. Horrific. I can't believe I watched that shit. That was just fucking depressing, man. It was ridiculous. Against the Niners, it was the last battle of the Bay. That's the other thing too, is because they're leaving. The fucking team is leaving the city, and going away and you're just gonna leave them with a fucking shit sandwich is what you're gonna do and that's just that's horrific bro that's just just horrific in in my opinion i understand that these people don't give a shit about all that stuff but like fucking a bro this shit's fucking ridiculous it's it's insane It's, it's fucking insane third string quarterback are you kidding me are you kidding me unreal Unreal. Laughing stock of the league again. This is back to the cellar, man. It had a little resurgence and back to the damn cellar. Ah, oh, man. Those Marshawn Lynch jerseys were for not. Were for not, man. That's so sad, bro. I'm pretty sure he's probably going to retire after this year. I don't I don't envision him coming back for another year of this. It is kind of good to see Doug Martin out there doing some productive things, but he fucking fumbled the game away a couple of weeks ago, and that's frustrating to watch, man. I, I want him to do well. I want him to do so well and uh, come back. Rep Stockton hard. He's had a he's had a pretty he's had a decent time filling in, but it's just like, what's the what's the end goal here, man? 
Bruce Irvin no longer on the team. It's like some of the players you think would be good are not playing. Not playing a lot of te- time. It's weird. It's it's so fucking weird, man. You got Dominique Rogers Carmody retiring like in the middle of the week. Just like deuces, I'm out of here. Oh man, it's just like a tire fire, man. It's going downhill. Freaking Gruden bringing in all these veterans and shit, and then making the team that was already old, the oldest team in the NFL, and then complaining that he doesn't have any young guys. It's like you are the man who makes these decisions now. You do not understand this. You can't play it both ways. Like, come on. So what makes it fucking difficult if you're, uh, you know, the if you have both hats in professional sports, there's very few exceptions where this works out for most organizations. And this is something as a Raider fan I've uh, been aware of for a very, very long time. I haven't seen the former owner, Al Davis, try to be owner and GM and doing everything, suing the league and, you know, doing the most pretty much. And you can only do so much, man. It's uh, it. It works in certain circumstances, and other times it it does. For most times, it doesn't. Al Davis made it work because he was that much of a of a good football mind at certain points of his career. Towards the end of it, he was not able to have that time to sit down and dedicate himself to actually be a studious for the for the game because of his health consequences and other things. Man, I mean, you just get old. You just can't. Uh, for how old he was, man, at the end of it, it was it was ridiculous. It was too much, man. Too too much. So, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, if it was somebody who had a better background in terms of picking personnel, I would not have as much gripes, and I think other people would, but it's just like, fuck, bro. Like, you got to get these next picks right these next two years. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, you have to get this right. Probably this next year, you have to give them at least two to three years to figure this shit out, and it's just, that's unfortunate because I think, some coaches would rather do that to keep their if if you have a GM role, you would rather do that to keep your job security than you would to try to compete right away. And that's just that kind of sucks for like the fans who have to put up with it and go through it, or at least like uh, or paying uh, top daughter to support the team. Not everybody necessarily does, but you know people who are out there getting season tickets and all that other stuff. You know that's like the direct revenue for the team. Uh, jersey sales, all that other stuff, you know, it's crazy, crazy world, fucking Raiders, man, making me upset, dude, I, I don't know, I'm just bouncing around all these topics, I'm rambling, scrambling, all over the place, why do you guys do this to me, man, we'll see what happens, I think the plan is to be good in Vegas, but it'd be nice to be good now, too. So, yeah, Gruden, Gruden, Gruden. I think uh, Mark Davis feels like he's been uh, bamboozled, and I would feel too, feel that way too. A lot of optimism at the beginning of the year, and that's down the drain. This week they're playing, I don't even know who they're playing. I think the Chargers. No, Chargers are playing Denver. Fuck is. See, this is how much I've just, like, stopped really giving shits about this team, man. It's fucking ridiculous, man. As I look at my iPad, I got fucking Raiders championship trophies, man. Everyone's passing them up. They haven't had three forever. Steelers passed them up, man. Patriots passed them up. Broncos passed them up. It's frustrating as fuck, bro. It's frustrating. Oh, man. 
Let's see. NFL schedule. They're playing the Cardinals. This is a fucking ridiculous, dude. They don't fucking beat the Cardinals. This is just sad. And you know what's so crazy is I think Gruden is hamstringing him because he's fucking... I don't even know. If, if it's legit, it's legit. Both the top two wide receivers for the team are going to be out this week. And that's already without Mari Cooper being on the team anymore. So it's like, what the fuck? Who are they throwing to? Seth Roberts is going to be wide receiver number one. It's going to be... Is this like Jordy Nelson's out? And I think, who else do they have? Like the fellas out? Somebody else? I can't remember. It's just bad. It's bad news, Bears, man. There's already been banged. Uh, you know, everyone's been banged up on the whole line. They've already been just shuffling through a bunch of rookies on the D-line. I don't know what's going on with the secondary. The Derek Carr is just gun-shy out there, and he just looks shot. He just does not himself. And he doesn't have, like, any chance sometimes. The run game can get going at times. It's just, it's just, it's just not enough. They, they don't go to it enough, or just it's like not consistent enough, or just like it's not as dominant as it has been in the past. Mm. This whole like Colton Miller experiment has just been a failure to this point. I would say it just hasn't, it hasn't been working out, man. It just hasn't. And, Gruden's going like against the trend of like making stuff simple for your quarterback and your team with uh, how teams like run plays and like the the terminology and the schematics and stuff. He's the dude who's going to make it complex as possible to have as many possibilities as possible so that he could just, you know, call him up because he's that kind of a tinker on uh offense. He just wants to have a hand in every single piece of the the play and uh the design and all that stuff. He gets off on that shit. So, it's just, uh, it's frustrating, man. Um, because he's got a mismatched team that he, I think he knows won't be able to get that stuff, at least now. Especially how, after the decisions that have been made. But yeah, now I gotta root for the Cowboys to be shit. I gotta root for the Bears to, to not win. Even though I like watching the Bears. I kinda do. I have, I have, Tariq Cohen is one of my favorite players in the NFL, man. That dude is awesome. That dude is like little mini-me. He's another little Darren Sproles type. Even like more exciting, I feel like, than Sproles. Because he gets, I don't know. It's crazy. He's He was, I don't know, Sproles was, was amazing. I hated Sproles for a minute when he was in San Diego. It was just a little annoying. Um, But then, you know, when he was in he was in New Orleans, that was dope. I liked him with uh, Drew Brees. That was a really good pairing. And they had Jimmy Graham, I believe, too. That was a good little trio there. It's freaking sad, bro. State of the Raiders. State of the Raiders. What is going on? Anyway, we'll move on. I don't want to be depressed all day. The, what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Freaking Le'Veon Bell, man. Sitting out the whole season. Deciding, I'm not playing. You not paying. I'm not playing. And that was pretty insane. I can't believe he actually went through with this the whole time he kept hinting hinting on twitter that he might be coming back might be coming back team always said we haven't heard anything we haven't heard anything we haven't heard anything from him he hasn't said anything to us we haven't said anything to us and he's not here he's not here he's not there can't wait for him just gotta keep it moving but uh i think that's kind of crazy that they couldn't come to some some kind of agreement over this he was giving up game checks, game checks, game checks. I guess it it might not be the worst thing for him. For players at certain points of their career, 
especially to punishing positions when they're premium and you know you're going to get a heavy amount of usage it's not necessarily the worst thing to miss a season of reps uh, we've seen this in the past or maybe have reps decline certain players for whether things are in their control whether they agree with it or whether things are outside of their control like if a player retires early for a little bit and then maybe comes back like Marshawn Lynch did he had a pretty good season last year he stayed healthy I think that was a big big thing um we've had Adrian Peterson missed a year due to a suspension he came back and had a very electric season the next year um so I mean, he might have a really huge season for whoever he was playing next year if he's in the if he's playing. If you you know, if, I don't even know what what the ramifications are in terms of you know, you hold out a whole season if the contract just rolls over or what the fuck. But yeah, man, it's just crazy that he didn't go through with it. That's just uh something that uh I don't know, you just don't don't really see, man. Just don't see that, especially in the NFL when people have like a short window and a short lifespan. But yeah, I guess like I said, guys can sometimes, you know, be held down a little bit and then come out later. Um, I mean, we see like Marcus Allen not, you know, his choice, Al Davis for whatever reason, personal vendetta or whatever put him at fullback and decided to bench him and so when he went to kansas city he was still pretty fresh he could still run when they gave him a heavier workload he was able to take it and uh, handle it so it's uh i don't know it's an interesting type of uh proposition for him in terms of his play but in terms of his pay it's just like mm, i mean that's just uh that's a bold move cotton let's see if this pays off that's pretty much how it is that's how i see it just uh i think he's he's made some good money enough money to live okay um he's looking for that uh next level paycheck for his skills and for what he's worth and that's kind of the trick that these nfl contracts kind of give you is it's they never make them incentive base and they always make them off of what you negotiated at the beginning of it so um a lot of times these nfl players before the wear and tear kind of breaks in they're on their first sometimes the beginning of their second contract uh in their prime of their careers and which is sometimes not the most highest earning point of their careers so when they get on the downslope of their 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 uh um you know accomplishments and everything that they do that's when they're asking for a lot of it and then a lot of times they don't get it so then that's where the struggle comes in so it's for Le'Veon, that's kind of hit the same thing especially for a running back when everybody wants to devalue the position but he's such a good weapon that he's he should be considered like a slot receiver sometimes too because he catches the passes, uh, so many passes out the backfield, or they motion him out, empty sets, all that stuff. He does a lot of stuff like that, so he's, you can be creative with him. So I don't know what's gonna happen, like uh, in uh, in terms of that scenario and circumstance. I don't even, I don't know when's the next time we'd ever see something like this happen either. Yeah, well, I guess we'll keep it moving. Uh, another thing in the news, uh, Monday Night Football, Kansas City versus the Rams. This has the potential to be one of the top matchups of the season. Got moved from Mexico City, Lefe, a Ciudad de Mexico. This one's going to play in Los Angeles because the Rams were the home team due to some shoddy field. The shoddy field was blamed on a Shakira concert that happened a few weeks ago. <laughs> Shakira stopping people in Mexico from enjoying 
some nice American football. <laughs> and a marquee matchup at that, too. I don't know how big of a presence the Rams and the Chiefs really have. Maybe the Chiefs a bit. But the Rams, I don't think they would have that big of a presence being in St. Louis for a long time. But who knows? Maybe maybe some old school Chicanos dudes, some, some old veteranos dudes. Remember, remember when they were back in uh, in L.A. and Anaheim? Some homies from Orange or some shit. <laughs> Santa Ana. Some, uh, yeah, all that shit. O.C. Uh, talking about earlier in the show. <laughs> but, because, uh, yeah, the Rams played out in Anaheim for a bit. And they had a lot of fans out there. Who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, back in L.A., man, they're freaking dominating everywhere, as they should be. They're freaking the marquee football team in town. Chargers are the, you know, the kind of the second rounds, at least for now. We'll see what happens when they're both in the same stadium. Stan Kroenke built the stadium, so he's he's the one caking, not the Spanos. The Spanos are, are making, like, you know, second-tier money off of that place. Um so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when that place gets built out in Inglewood. Which, uh, I think it's so crazy. Inglewood's going to be so different than what it used to be when that place is up. Even now, even now, it's, 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 everything's different. Nothing stays the same. I always forget this shit. Nothing really ever stays 100% the same. Like, there's always something a little different. So, yeah, Ingle, Inglewood's going to be like, uh, make a little, it's going to change for, for good or bad. And we'll see. For different reasons, I'll have to, to we'll, we'll, we'll discuss in the future. We'll see what happens there, cause um, yeah, man, new stadiums, new stadiums are cool, but they bring some different things, different uh, good and bad. Anyway, that uh, that's gonna be a crazy matchup, man. We'll get into some of the the scores uh, coming up. Let's see. Now let's go back a little bit. We'll go back. We'll uh, I'll go back to last week. Wait, wait, wait. Scroll too far back, Mario. What are you doing? What are you doing? What week are we on? Week 10? Week 11? Week 11? 11? 11? 11? Yes, we're week 11. Oh, Packers and Seahawks played this week. They played on Thursday. And the Seahawks won 27-24. Good for y'all. I know Packers. Oh, yeah. McCarthy freaking punted the ball with like a couple minutes left. Like, dumbass. Okay. A lot of people expect him to be gone. Apparently, in... They're saying McDaniels might go there. We'll see how he does with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Under center. As opposed to Tom Brady. Tom Brazy. Because your bitch got my balls inflated. Shout out to... <laughs> shout out to... Uh, to El Mero Mero. Uh, these is El Mero. Alright, we'll go back to last week, man. Yo, fucking Panthers got thumped by the Steelers. 52-21, man. I totally forgot about that shit happening. It's NFL, man. This bunch of shit happens. I see Redskins 16-3. to Surprising team of the season, I would say, is Washington. Alex Smith and Adrian Peterson are teaming up to a team leading a division in the NFL. This sounds like a headline that could have been written in 2008, maybe, or 2012. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, man, this is 2018, and this is still going on. So, two, two veteranos, like I said, doing it. For the the skins who uh, should change the name to the generals, but that's another conversation. Anyway, the Sheeps beat the, the uh, Cardinal Fish Shells twenty six to fourteen. Um, and they just keep rolling. And the Cardinals are are stanking. Cardinals also like on a race to the bottom there. Let's see. Yeah, I think the they're in the contention. Bills Jets. Bills Mafia forty one. The J E T S Jets 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 ten. That's a thumping right there. 
Bills are a weird ass team. Sometimes they have a good ass defense, and sometimes they just don't show up. It's weird. And they put up 41. I don't even know what happened to that one. Colts over the Jags, 29-26. That was a close one. Jags are just uh, on a downslope, man. Hey, if they don't turn it around, they might be on the down downslope to the bottom, bottom 10, bottom 5, too. Let's see. The Bears beat the Lions, 34-22. Like I said, Chicago, man, they have a good team. They have a, a good defense, very deep now. With Kyle Mack. Even without him, they still have some good uh, good players back there. Danny Trevathan and um, Floyd, their other outside uh, pass rusher. They have this big dude in the middle who's freaking incredible. I can't remember his name for right now, but the dude looks like a dancing bear. He's one of those NFL uh, like lineman type guys that's just like, that dude's a dancing bear. That dude's just ginormous, but could do probably could do backflips and shit. Like you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the crazy athletic huge guys. He's like one of those dudes. Um, Chicago Bears, Bears roster. Where's your motherfucking roster? It was like '96. I cannot remember his name for the life of me. Oh, yeah, Roquan, too. Yeah, middle linebacker. Akeem Hicks. That dude is amazing. Akeem Hicks is really fucking good. He is fun as hell to watch on that team. Oh, yeah, they got Aaron Lynch, too. Veteran. They got a good team, man. Uh, it's just all a matter of how how uh, how good uh, Mitchell Trubisky can perform because he's missed some throws for sure. But he brings a lot to the table, too. He's one of those guys. Takes some off the table, brings some to the table. But he's got that offense running. And they made the offense simple for him. Like I'm saying, these teams are really focusing in on these like rookies and making it easy for them so that they can have success in the short term. Because they're, they want to capitalize in the now to uh, so that they can build these rosters where they invest money in other positions or on the defense. Because if they have the quarterback on the rookie scale for a little bit, then you don't have to invest as much percentage of your resources to that percentage of your cap to that player. It's like a trend that's been going on in the NFL recently, and that's like uh, how the Eagles got a Super Bowl. Man, they put a lot of money into their defense, got some weapons last season. That's how they got it. Even invested in a backup quarterback, like shit like that, shit like that. And you can't really do all the time if you have a, a top top dude. Uh, making top top dollar it's weird it's fuck it's a fucked up weird cycle for nfl but that's that's what you get in the salad cap league yep anyway any hoots the bears they're uh they got a pretty pretty good roster uh weapons are okay on offense outside they do have a good uh tight end trey merton and they do have good running backs Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen, as I said. Moving on. Saints are legit. 51-14 over the Bengals. Bengals are actually playing good this season, so this is a really impressive win for New Orleans. They are rolling, and they will continue to put up a lot of points. Mike Thomas is amazing, and they got two running backs. Kamara is insane with that rolly that the currency gave him for putting on for New Orleans. That was pretty dope. That's a bucket list item to be able to give a player that I respect on one of my teams some type of gift like that. That'd be fucking dope. That's, that'd be cool, dip. cool fucking deal. Anyway, let's see. Moving on. 34-10, to 10, Titans over the Pats. That was pretty cool to see. 
the Patriots are human. This is maybe saying like this is maybe like um, I don't know a uh, game where. Uh, Bill Belichick maybe doesn't go 100% on the gas because he's he's respects variable. I don't think that's the truth, but in my conspiracy theory mind, I'm like he's throwing everybody off his scent by this win. This is weird. Uh, or maybe he held back a little bit in terms of his play calling because I feel like the Patriots do that from time to time. I feel like the regular season they use as just uh, the they go about like 80% all the way in terms of what they could uh, accomplish. They need to give that extra 20% for the playoffs because they have a team good enough to do it and execute it. I feel like that's they do that shit. The really fucking good teams can fucking do that shit. And like, you can't be messing around and, and uh, giving up games in the regular season because you got to get to the playoffs first, you know. But who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who knows what the hell that was? That was uh, Deion Lewis talking shit game too. Which was kind of cool, talking about how the Patriots were uh, being cheap. It's like that's what you get when you be cheap. But uh, everyone was giving him shit about that. Some people were, some people weren't. I really don't care. He was a part of it, but I think you don't. As a player, you don't. When you get drafted and all that stuff, you don't have like a uh, the liberty to say I want to play on a different or the opportunity to say I want to play on a different team. You just you don't have an option really. So um, yeah, man, it's like. You know, so I'm on this team. Okay, this is how they do it. Okay, if I want to survive in this league, I gotta play by their rules. Fine, so you do it. So that's uh, that's kind of how Dion. That's how I would explain it because it's, I feel like he was uh, drafted by them, right? Uh, we will see. This is why we have the fucking iPad right in front of me. The fucking man. Why am I cursing so much, man? I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. Saying it was nothing personal as of a day ago. Mm, yeah, you can always backtrack. Everyone's freaking uh, backtracking. Hey, let's see. Dion. More about Dion. Drafted by the Eagles. Never mind. I fucking lied. So that means he was. Uh, uh, yeah. If he was drafted by the Eagles, that means he. Was University of Pittsburgh. Let's see. I keep moving. Oh, he bounced around. 149th pick of the fifth round. He's a kick returner. Okay. Went to the trade of the Browns. Signed with the Colts. Since signed with the Pats. So yeah, and then had some good seasons with them. Went on to Tennessee, four-year, twenty million dollar contract, earned that money, dog, earned you that money. But yeah, that is true though. The Patriots, when certain players, like position players, get respected and have like production, they ask for the money. The Patriots don't always give them the money. They gotta go get it somewhere else. They've seen it happen before. Um, and they'll let guys go. Belichick's ruthless, bro. He don't give a fuck. <laughs> He was like, all right, I'll find another one to use. <laughs> I'll keep going. It's just uh, it's how he does it, bro. It's how he fucking does it. This game is crazy. Sport is crazy. Let's see. Keep it moving. The Brownies beat the Falcons. Falcons are on the downturn too, man. 28-16 is the score there. Yeah, that's a weird one. That is a weird, weird one. Baker Mayfield doing things. 
Falcons, man. I think Steve Sarkeesian needs to go. I don't know about Dan Quinn necessarily, but I think definitely Steve Sarkeesian needs to go. They don't put up the points like they used to, man. It definitely hampered no Devontae Freeman for their year and yes, yes, all that other stuff. But they got Calvin Ridley. They still have Sanu. They still got Julio. Should be able to do something with that. Chargers 20, Raiders 6. That was uh, pitiful. We'll not to discuss this anymore. 36-31 Rams over the Seahawks. This was the game of the weekend. It was uh, it was exciting. That was an entertaining one. Rams ended up uh, getting that victory. Big big win for them. They're dominating and they're just gonna control the rest of the um, NFC. I would say, in my opinion, they're the front runners for sure. They're out in front by like a, a long margin. Maybe not a long margin. You know what? Actually, not true. It's like them in New Orleans. Them in New Orleans. They're not. They're in a long margin, but I feel like New Orleans has a more reliance to be home field team than I think the Rams are. But who knows, man? Live in LA, gotta go to weather. Sometimes that could be bad, but I don't blame weather if they're at home. That's the other thing too. Packers over the Dolphins, thirty-one to twelve. That was to keep their season kind of alive, even though they lost this week, and it's kind of down again. And the fins are just this, like, I think they're, like, the barometer of what, like, uh, if you beat them, you should be, like, a pretty good, you should be, like, a, a respectable to a contending team. If you lose to them, then you should probably start looking at the draft. <laughs> I feel like that's how the, the Dolphins are this season. Even with the the Brock Ness monster, Brock Osweiler there. I mean, they got some players, but they just don't put it together all the time. Cowboys over the Eagles, 27-20. to 20. This was disappointing on a number of reasons. It's just, uh, yeah, man, Cowboys are trade partners with the Raiders, so I don't need them to do good. I need them to be shitty so that we can get another high pick. But Eagles are struggling this season. They just don't want to put it together all the way. Just have not done so. And then on Monday night, Giants beating the Niners 27-23. to Everyone wants to lay off of Eli for a week. Odell had a big game and uh, caught a couple touchdowns. And it's kind of a weird one. A little bit of an entertaining one, though. Niners with that goddamn quarterback that they got, too. The Niners. Nick Mullins. Can't forget his name. Threw a pick at the end of the game. Sealed it. Sealed it. Yeah, man. Eli led that drive. That was, yeah, vintage for him. He needed that. He needed that just for his, his well-being. Even just his confidence this season. It's just a, his personal well-being. Just get off my back. Get off my back. It ain't my fault. Did I do that? <laughs> Who do we got on the slate? The, uh, tomorrow. Titans Colts. Bucks, Giants, Steelers, Jags, Panthers, Lions, Cowboys, Falcons, Bengals, Ravens, Texans, Redskins. That'll be a close one. That'll be an interesting one. Raiders, Cardinals sink to the bottom. Broncos, Chargers. It's going to be a lot of uh, orange in LA tomorrow. I was talking to my coworker who was going to the game. I was like, dude, you're about to be with like 70% of the crowd. <laughs> He's like, yep, that's going to be cool. Eagle Saints. 
That'll be a good game. That should be a good one. Or I don't know if, if the Eagles step up. Let's see if the Eagles can step up. Vikings Bears. That'll be a barn burner for the NFC North. That should be a good one for the night game. And on Monday, as we said, maybe the Monday night game of the season, the Chiefs and the Rams. So, yeah, that's the marquee matchups for the week. We'll get into NBA shit now, and then I'll let y'all be. But, man, there has been some crazy fucking shit going on in the NBA. I can't believe it took me this long to get to this. Draymond versus Kevin Durant. This has just been the beef that is like, been circling through the sports media all week it's just has been transpiring over and over again there's been follow-ups and everyone wants to read into body languages and comments to reporters and what did his brother say and this shit is getting fucking ridiculous bro it is ridiculous let's see let's see what the genesis of this happened um uh let's see schedule schedule let me look at the schedule Open that shit up. Let's go. Yes, so the Warriors played the Clippers last Monday. This is the genesis of this. They played a game and went to overtime. At end of said game, at the end of regulation, the game was tied, obviously. And there was a rebound off a missed shot. Draymond Green grabs the board, pushes the ball up the court without looking at said Kevin Durant to the right of him, not even considering passing him the ball. He does his, um, you know, best uh, Charles Barkley impression of just, you know, big man on the fast break and proceeds to get trapped by not one, not two, not three, but four Clipper players in the vicinity. Somebody tips the ball away. I think it was Shea Gilgis-Alexander who uh, has the uh, record for longest name on the back of a jersey, which is fucking insane. This is a huge curve. Um, But yeah, anyway, Gildas Alexander taps the ball away, and he loses possession. The buzzer sounds. They go to overtime. After this play, Kevin Durant's looking at Draymond like, what the fuck, bro? There was like four or five seconds left. Give me the damn ball. Sorry about that, y'all. Microphone mic keeps coming out anyway. Fucking technical difficulties. He's looking at Draymond like, what the fuck, bro? Give me the damn ball. I'm going to win the game. What are you doing? You fucking it up for the rest of us. And Draymond hits him back with, like, use a bitch. You called him a bitch, like, 15 times. Something about like that. And nobody had a problem with him calling him a bitch or nothing. But then as soon as he said, man, y'all don't even want to be here. And KD was like, oh, that you're right. Or like, uh, um, shit, what did he say? KD apparently said, like, yo, you're right. I might leave then. This is why I might leave or some shit like that. And then immediately, as soon as that happened, Kerr's like, whoa, 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 chill, 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 chill. Y'all need to chill. <laughs> oh, y'all need to bat up. As soon as the threat of Kevin Durant leaving came up, it was like, yo, 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 this is just real. This ain't nothing. This is this is some, this is some weird shit. Yo, <laughs> it's like, hold this down. We're going to put this in a bottle. Like, you know, like, this is this uh, this can't separate us. Like, hold on. We got a long-ass season. We need to get try to win this. Like, this is a dynasty. We can't fuck this up. This can't, this can't break apart. But fucking Draymond being who he is, he's fucking has been persistent about, like, what he said. And they didn't talk for, like, two or three days. Draymond ended up getting suspended for what he said, um, even though they, they – um, 
Yeah, they ended up losing in overtime by five points, 121-116 to the Clip Show. Actually, I'm not playing very bad. I've seen them play a couple times. They're, um, they got some. They got a roster, man. They got, uh, they got NBA players like top to bottom for sure, and they're pretty deep. They're one of those type of teams, and I think Doc Rivers is, uh, he does pretty well with guys that are like uh, are willing to, um, you know, sacrifice for him, and he'll. Uh, He'll put you in a good position. He just can't pick the players for his team. So if you give him players, he, he, he'll do a good, good job coaching them up. But if he picks his own players, man, it's like it's not the same as we saw before. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so they didn't talk for about like a day or two, right, apparently. And then they get in, they're seen like talking to each other, like walking into the arena or some shit. Constructively or some positively or some, what was the quote that uh, some reporter, I think Chris Haynes or somebody put on Twitter with the Twitter caption. Like, uh, yeah, they ended up beating the the Hawks or whatever um, on that the next day, that Tuesday, when Draymond was suspended um, on the road or at home, I think, 110-103. So then they had, like, uh, another matchup against the Rockets because, like, that shit was still fueling in the fire and the media and all that stuff. Freaking uh, Kevin Durant's brother starts, like, putting some Instagram posts, like, talking shit about the, the team or whatever the fuck he said. I can't remember. Um... Yeah, man, and everybody's talking about it on ESPN, on Fox Sports, on uh, the interwebs, on Twitter. Everybody's talking about this shit for, like, those couple days. And so then they play the Rockets, right? And, like, uh, Houston's going through its own shit right now, too, because they're just fucking, like, in the shitter with, in terms of how they're playing. But they also fucking just... Uh, um, whatchamacallit, came back and uh, fired, or uh, let go of Carmelo Anthony, he's no longer part of the Rockets, man, lasted 10 games with the team, and he's fucking done, like, they were just not performing, but, uh, he's just, Melo, man, what the fuck's up with Melo, that dude is just like, is that dude like the, the, the Venom virus, like, just, you just, you can't win with them for some reason, you just can't, can't get it done at this point in his career, it's just crazy, <laughs> It just goes to show you there's, like, more to, to the game than just uh, exactly the the box score in your production. Like, there's more to it, I guess. You got to, you gotta like, I don't know. There's more to it. That's all I'll say. Yeah, the Rockets going through their own shit. They end up stomping the Warriors at 107.86 on Thursday. Like, that was insane. In fucking insane. They just did not show up. Obviously, they had some injuries and people weren't playing in the game. And Draymond's, st- Draymond's still talking, bro. He came out after the game talking about, like, I'm not concerned about this team. We're still going to win a championship and all that. And they very well still, very well, very well still might. It's very interesting to see now. Everyone's been talking like, "What the hell's KD gonna be doing?" Because he he went for that one on one contract, so it's like the the one year with the player option of the next year. So you get the 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 leverage to say, "Okay, now I got the option to to bounce or to negotiate again." Pretty much to resign at that point. So KD went that same route that LeBron did for the last few years when he did in Cleveland. Instead of like you know signing long term, saying I'm gonna be here for a few years, let's build this thing up and make it sustainable. He just like every year kind of put pressure on him of like I might leave, so y'all better fucking invest some money, which meant you can sometimes get a lot of veterans who are on bloated contracts or dudes you resign to keep around because of the cohesiveness and all that stuff, who after a few seasons are not as effective. And so Cleveland's in that hellhole right now after Braun Lee left. It's just, like, been on the downslope. And he saw that with the roster, too. And 
yeah, so he had the freedom to leave at that point. But Durant wanted that same shit, and the Warriors are like a different type of, uh, you know, organization in terms of their structure. Where it's like they got the dudes who are already established, bro. It's like where you're not questioning nothing, right? Although Clay Thompson will be a free agent, Draymond, the year after, too. So eventually things are gonna become to a head. Curry's chilling for I think three more years. So you got that window. That's kind of it's it's it'll shift every season. So I understand why Durant might want to have that flexibility. But, for the Warriors, you want this team together as much as possible. You're moving into a new arena next season, and this is going to be fucking... It would be epic to have the team together if you move from Oakland to San Francisco. At least one year. That's the idea, because it's, otherwise it's it's going to be maybe the disease of more that kind of happens in the NBA where, or in sports where you get you give them a little bit... Sorry for the squeaking-ass chair, by the way. Sorry about that shit. You give a... Um, you get a taste of that success, and you just want... A little bit more instead of being you know content with uh, what you had the the amount of attention and all that shit you have and uh yeah so maybe that happens in this situation maybe katie bounces maybe katie was planning to bounce anyway who the fuck knows who the fuck knows does uh so i think the warriors are trying to do damage control that that's why they did damage control to try to suspend Draymond. draymond um he's also fining him which he's appealing the fine which is crazy so now this is creating some tension between draymond and the organization now will draymond say fuck all y'all and i'm out or i'm gonna go do this somewhere else or well uh will katie bounce before then and then he say screw it i'm just gonna stay because this is the best situation like there's a lot of what ifs now, man. This shit is getting juicy, bro. This shit is insane. Insane. This shit is intense, and I'm I'm all about the pettiness, and I'm loving it, fucking loving it. And um, yeah, man, it's just a all time high for NBA Twitter right about now, bro. I mean, we got that happening. Jimmy Butler just got traded. Joel Embiid trolling the shit out of fucking uh, Andre Drummond um, last weekend. Like that was freaking entertaining. Like, this is amazing. There's so much shit going on in NBA. Like, people, if you don't pay attention to this stuff, like, it's just it's just pure high-class entertainment right now. So, yeah, KD versus Draymond. That's some shit. And what's crazy, too, about Draymond, people forget, he was the one that called fucking KD from the parking lot after they lost the championship. Like, come here, bro, bro. We need to win this shit. And he was like, I got you, fam. And I'm signing. Tell me where to sign. And he was the dude that got him. And then now KD probably be like, I thought you was, uh, I thought you needed me, dog. Draymond's be like, Oh, it's different, bro. We was good without you. Like we was, we was chill when you were here. We was chill with when you weren't. Like it's all whatever. Like you better recognize who team this is. So now you got all these clashing heads and these egos and all this stuff. And woo, this shit is getting juicy, bro. Like what's gonna happen about the Warriors? Are they gonna implode? Are they gonna put it together? Like, uh, are they gonna, you know, do something historic? Is Steph Curry just going to be quiet and mum the whole time? Is he going to try to be fucking Switzerland this whole time? Is Klay Thompson just going to be over there in the corner not doing shit? Hmm? Was that what you doing, Sway? You doing your t- or what you doing? <laughs> you ain't got. A, do you got the answer, Sway? What's going on? What's going on, Ness? You doing your taxes? I'm just mixing all types of shit, all types of memes and shit up. <laughs> Is that what's going on in the hood? You doing your taxes, huh? Is you using your anytime minutes? Is this anytime, huh? <laughs> Oh man, this shit's intense. This shit's gonna be crazy. I'm loving it, man. I'm fucking loving it. Uh, yeah, like we were saying, talking about the pettiness gang. Freaking Jimmy Butler, his ass finally got dealt, man. Finally got traded. Got 
sense packing out to Philly, which is a good scenario, I think, for him um, with that team in exchange for, what was it, like Robert Covington? Um, let me see. Jimmy Butler train details. Boom. Type in with one hand. Look at that shit. Mm, Dario Saric on the T-Wolves with Robert Covington. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that happened about eight days ago. So it's been a minute. They played about like three games. He been talking mad shit about his whole team too. <laughs> like they just got a win last night and he had this like, oh, funny ass quote. I'll have to play it up later. Yeah, Covington, Saric, and Jared Bayless in the 2022 second round pick. For Butler and Ford, Justin Patton. So, yeah, that was the official trade. But, yeah, Jimmy had some funny, funny quotes uh, last night. He was talking mad shit. Jimmy Butler quotes. Let me see if I can find it. You can't win without me. It's now on a website. Nice. Oh, that was past. Let's see. He was talking mad shit. That was so funny. Oh, yeah, he praised his teammates. What was he saying? Mm. Let's see. So much more fun to play with these guys. That's what he said. That's what he fucking said. That is classic Jimmy Butler. <laughs> it's just like so petty, so so snide. I love it. I fucking love it. Oh man. <laughs> and what's so funny is like both teams are actually benefiting from this trade. I I, I could benefit from this trade. I would say. Um, yeah, man. I think Philly they get another guy who's like on the defensive end is just a hound dog. It can give you some uh, good offensive punch too. It's going to be a little bit of an adjustment for Ben Simmons and JoJo Embiid. JoJo can still be doing what he does. It's just going to be more about like clearing one side of the lane for some isolation for Jimmy sometimes for every once in a while. And Jimmy wants to back guys in the post too because he likes that physical game. He can, he can grind it out with the best of them, and he'll attack the rack. He can also shoot it a little bit, but he's not necessarily a dead-eye shooter per se. So Philly, I think they lost some depth in this, this trade, and they need more uh, wing help. Um, so that's one one area that they could uh, improve upon, maybe by trade or you know signing the guy guys get uh, released from a contract, whatever, um, whatever the hell they call it, blanking out right now. So they they, they could do that. But the T Wolves, they look like they're moving up and down the court now, and they're just uh, less tension probably. And they were undefeated for um, after you know making the trade. They got Saric, who's a little bit more rangy, stretch four type of dude. Three. Can play a three a little bit. And, you know, crafty, really good player. And Covington, too. Covington's a solid shooter, solid defender. And he's a good role player as well, too. So I think those two guys uh, have been helpful for them. I think Wiggins, I've seen him have some highlights. I've seen Carl Towns have some highlights. Yeah, man. It's just uh, get some class personalities sometimes that don't mesh. I know JoJo and Jimmy, I think, are going to have a good time together. Them fools are going to be trolling motherfuckers like crazy, dude. It's going to be awesome. I mean, Ben Ben Simmons just got to just, you know, keep his head above water here and just keep balling, keep learning how to shoot that stroke. And 
I don't know what's going on with Markel Fultz free throw. I'll just say that. Like that's the other thing about this, the Sixers. Is that this team is so perplexing, so damn perplexing, so crazy. Some dude had to like miss the team because is, is like not playing because of food poisoning or something like that. I can't. I can't remember. Um, he had some reaction, food poisoning or something. Let's see right here. What the fuck was it? Who was it? What was I watching today? Anyway. Let's see. Let me see if I can find it. Do these search terms. Use that Google. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Reaction. I'm trying to figure this out. No, that's that's Ben Simmons. That's not what I want. Anyway, we'll move it on. This is not not good podcasting, but fuck it. It's my show. Yeah, man. Like I was saying before, NB was trolling Drummond. He was posting shit on Instagram and Twitter. That was that was amazing. That was pretty good too. <laughs> that was uh, that was awesome. NB is I love it. I freaking love it. I'm here for this. I'm I'm so here for it. Yeah, there's been some other play moments, like I'm saying. Tim, Tyson Chandler, he's up on the Lakers now, and I think he's been a solid addition for them. As much as I hate the Lakers, I just I, I really fucking like LeBron. It's just so this is a conflict for me. It's such a big conflict, like personally, spiritually, mentally, physically, all that stuff. I'm just like, mm. and seeing those some of those jerseys, just mm, I don't know. I don't know. The Lakers jerseys. Mm. I don't know. Just the road ones. The road purples don't 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 mesh. I was kind of shitting on the other purples, the alternate ones, but those ones I kind of look better. You don't really see the pinstripes that much on TV. At least I didn't see them as much. In person, when I see them up close, they look kind of funky, but like that's it is what it is. Yeah, man, they got Tyson and they've been winning a little bit. They don't beat the Kings last week, and LeBron was talking about the. Uh, um, Last weekend, this is the freaking fires that's been going on up in Northern California. I want to give my, you know, thoughts and prayers and everything like that to to the people in uh, NorCal and SoCal. These fires have been ra- ravaging the state. There's been fires up near Chico and all that area, and there's been fires down here in like near Malibu area, and then also near the San Fernando Valley, San Gabriel Valley, San Fernando Valley, SFV, SSFV, so it's the valley out there. So, you know, everyone stay safe, and we just want to hope everybody the best in these troubling times. It's uh, more disasters like that are crazy, but there's been a lot of smog and a lot of folk, uh, uh, smoke, and it actually, some of it seeped into the arena last weekend in, in uh, Sacramento, so that was, a, that was a problem. Katie was complaining about the headaches and all that stuff, too. Uh, or not Katie, freaking LeBron. What am I saying? Uh, LeBron was complaining about the, the, the headaches. He was having headaches, apparently, in playing in the game. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep on the LeBron topic, though. The dude passed Wilt Chamberlain for fifth all-time in the scoring list uh, the other day on uh, national TV. Put up, like, 44 or something like 43 points in a victory for the, for the Lakers. Yeah, that was... Uh, Impressive ass performance. He was one assist away from a triple double too. I mean, typical LeBron shit, crazy. And 
fifth all time on the scoring list. This was like something with somebody some people were saying before, um, like on TV. So like LeBron's biggest attribute might not even be his scoring. That's how crazy of an of a player he is, and he's fifth on the scoring list. It's insane. It's it's incredible. He's all around the most um, complete basketball player, top to bottom. He checks all the boxes and all the categories that you would want from somebody. Literally, there might be players who have like higher peaks in terms of certain skill sets than him for sure, no doubt. Like he can't be the best at everything, but he's the greatest at doing everything. If that makes sense. And it's it's incredible. So hats off to him. Will Chamberlain, one of the most interesting players to ever play the game. Hats, um, you know, he's a legend, and I don't think he gets the proper respect and and do that. He, that, uh, um, you know, he he. Uh, people nowadays, they don't. They kind of like you know admonish him, I guess, for being like one of the goats. But he definitely is, definitely was. It's a different era too, so it's it's hard to measure. You can't compare against that kind of thing for when he played there was nobody like him at all that dude his personality wise was insane if if anybody has has a time i highly recommend reading his biography um thick ass biography uh i read it a long time ago interesting motherfucking dude there was a lot of stuff about his like uh claimed to slept with like thirty thousand women there was a lot of stuff in that book that was kind of like not necessarily poo-pooing the idea, but kind of thinking that he was maybe compensating for some other stuff. Who knows? I don't know if they were referring to some if he was like some freaky deaky shit like he he used to like to do or whatever the fuck, or if he was just trying to maybe wasn't that as into like doing that, you know, getting around and shagging as much as people he maybe put maybe he was putting on more of a playboy persona than he actually was. You know, man's man type shit, ladies man, all that type shit. Man's man, whatever, whatever the fuck you're trying to be at all. I don't know. But that dude is incredible, man. Insane. And yeah, we'll say, keep it moving. Oh yeah, another thing that happened too. Freaking D Rose dropped 50 points a couple weeks ago. That was freaking crazy, man. That was a throwback. That was a nice little moment. And then two days later, he twists his ankle and he's out. So it's you know the full D Rose in like a week. He hadn't done 50 in forever, man. It's like the I don't even I think that was his career high. I think his career high was like forty eight or something like that before, which was it was crazy. He said he was trying to win six man of the year, and if he keeps playing that way, he might have a chance. But the uh, definitely got to keep playing better. The Minnesota, we'll see what happens there. Anywho, just been some good heap of NBA basketball. We'll take a look at this early standings. I mean Sacramento, Sacramento Kings, they've been doing good. They've been doing good. They've been doing real good. Even though they took a loss yesterday, he ain't gonna win them all. And there's still a lot of growing pains with all these young guys. So I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm not upset. Even though it was Memphis, I thought I was a winnable game. They're still about 508 and seven, baby. They are eight and seven. We'll take a look in the West. Like I said, Dubs are chilling though. They're 12 and four in this all this controversy, and they're still 12 and four. <laughs> That's ah, it must be nice. 10 and 5 to Denver. They're coming on strong. The Blazers 10 and 5 also playing strong. Grizz 9 and 5. Jaron Jackson, he looks like he's going to be a solid solid stud for them. And they're still getting good things from Gasol and from Conley. They're just super consistent. Like I said, Clippers 9 and 5, Thunder 9 and 5, Lakers 8 and 6. 
the Pelicans 8-7, Kings 8-7. Just below them, the Spurs, Rockets 7-7, Jazz at 7-8, T-Wolves 7-9, still below 500, the Mavs 6-8, and, and the Suns 3-11. They're looking for the race to the bottom. They just don't have it. DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker, thank you very much, but no thank you. East, not as strong, but I think the East is more top-heavy. The East playoffs might be more interesting, and, but the the bottom half is just not, not where it's at. Raptors 12-4, Bucks 11-4. Those two teams, I would say, are very much legit. They have you know two superstars that are super rangy, super athletic, can do a little bit of everything, Kawhi Leonard and Giannis. They're super freaks, really. They're just, uh, they're crazy. Crazy to watch, man. Ridiculous. So those two's at the top. Indiana, quietly at 9-6. and six. They also have a good team. Oladipo's just really blossomed for this uh, organization. Tyreek Evans playing good for them, too. They got a win last night. I saw he had a, he had a good game. The C's starting to put it together, nine at six. They're at the the fourth spot, as uh, tied with the Pacers. There's they need to figure out their rotation and their depth and everything like that. And in terms of the pecking order of who's one, who's two, Kyrie had a big game last night. Tatum played well too. I think that's uh, what I kind of agree with. Tim Legler was saying that has to be your one-two punch right there. Horford's going to be the, the dude who's going to sacrifice and try to set other people up, and so. Uh, everybody else kind of needs to take that that key in that role. Maybe Hayward needs to come off the bench. Maybe they need to start um, Brown over him. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? Sixers at ten to seven. They're right there too. I would say they're right there. So those five teams, I would I would consider to be the cream of the crop there at the East. Pistons right below them, seven to six. Hornets seven to seven. Magic seven and eight. Nets seven and nine, Heat six and nine. One of those teams maybe can jump up, start playing better. Um, maybe not. Who knows? Nets kind of a little bit surprised have been there. Sort of the magic, I would say. Let's see. The Wizards five and ten. <laughs> Dwight Howard. It's so funny. Bulls still four and twelve. Knicks still four and twelve. Hawks three and twelve. Cavs two and twelve. Yeah, and yeah, Cleveland. It's rough. I'm sorry. You got a championship, so be happy for that. But this the standings for the league as we speak. And yeah, some interesting riveting ass stuff in the NBA. Y'all should be paying attention. Yeah. Oh yeah, one other thing, man. Freaking uh, talking about Cleveland. Jordan Clarkson's neck tattoo. Have you ever seen something so crazy, so ridiculous? That dude just got blasted with ink in the last couple of years. And it's just, so I'm like, do you, bro. But you just got to understand, man. It's like, do good ink if you're going to be doing ink. I don't know. His shit is just kind of big and out there. Willie Collie Stein got himself a neck tattoo recently. Um, I think in the last like year. And... It's freaking like Jesus on the cross, like super big, super garish, like that. But is I don't know. Willie's just like inked all the way up and down, so it it, it kind of just, just keeps going. So it's just like a continuation of something. Like Jordan's like is like, boom, like right there up on you. I think it's like some roses, some shit, some crazy. It's some crazy. Let me look at it. Let me look at this shit. I need to like break this down. I think you guys need just need to Google this. Jordan Clarkson, neck tattoo. Neck tattoos. Here we go. 
Yeah, he got a bunch of tattoos this off season, man. Like this shit's crazy. Yeah, I saw him playing, and I was just like, "What the hell is that? That was, was ridiculous looking." Was pretty ridiculous. Let's see. All right, Google image is failing me. What's going on? Here we go. Yes, yeah, so it's like a pair of roses right up in the front. He got blasted, man. He got a good amount of ink done. It's just funny when people get a lot done in a short amount of time as opposed to like little by little. But do you, man. Whatever. That's not that's not me. Do you. There's always some weird tattoos that some people have. Yeah, I'm looking at this one. It's like John Wall. It's like all tattooed up and down like his torso. And some dudes will tattoo their whole torso and not their fucking arms. Like Kevin Durant's like that too. Other people just switch it up. Switch it up, switch it up, switch it up. All right. A little bit of world football talk, and then I'll let y'all be. A couple weeks ago, man, Maureen, uh, Ju, uh, Jose Mourinho freaking taunting the Juve fans after an epic comeback. That shit was pretty crazy, catching two goals right at the end in the Champions League. Whoo, that was, that was freaking crazy. I can't believe that happened. As somebody who like likes rooting for Juve, that was surprising as fuck to begin with because they're always, like, solid, solid as hell defensively. They usually don't get caught out like that in the late stages of games. But, man... Freaking, you know, they were taunting him the whole game. He gave it right back to them. And I saw some kid who was like one of those uh, um, kids they walk out at the beginning of the game. He gave the same taunt. <laughs> I saw that shit on Reddit the other day. It was pretty funny. Uh, man. Yeah, so there was uh, there was that. I mean, Champions League, there was a lot of friendlies and shit going on. Mexico lost 2 nothing to Argentina the other night. I still haven't seen that shit. And I don't know if I want to because I fucking hate Argentina. It's freaking frustrating. I missed that game. It's a little busy, but um, yeah, the League of Nations is going on. I stopped. I gotta look into that shit. I don't know what the fuck that the details of that that stuff is. People like moving up and down the stuff, and they play certain teams. I guess it's supposed to be a more exciting like thing that they do out in like Europe, where they like uh, instead of having just friendlies all the time and like the shit that just doesn't count, make it more of like a competition style. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Anyway. Uh, couple couple headlines, dude. This junk Japanese pilot. I saw this headline. Ten times the legal alcohol limit. He was trying to fly a plane, and eventually he was like, "Nope, d- d- dude, you're fucked up." He was like, "No, nah, I got this. No, you're not. You're not. And you got arrested, I think, for trying to fly the plane. Ten times the legal alcohol limit. Ten times. That's ridiculous. Are you fucking kidding me? Ten times. Ten times the legal limit. That dude was sauced." Freaking uh, trying to be that that uh Den- like trying to be like Denzel man in that movie, trying to one up him. He's like, this is just like watch me do me. Ah oh, man. Anyway, crazy craziness. I wanted to give um you know my deepest condolences to everybody who was involved with that tragedy there out in Thousand Oaks. That was uh very very sad sad news. Um, another shooting. Now they're shooting. What's new? Um, it's crazy, man. It's freaking crazy, dude. 
the world is insane, man. People shooting each other up. People tapping or the the water's nasty. The freaking air quality is horrible because of these fires. People losing houses because of the fires. People becoming homeless overnight. It's like sad. I'm seeing these images up on Twitter of like these these farm workers who are you know picking uh, throughout the ash and everything and the horrible air quality. There's they just canceled the Cal Stanford football game up in the Bay Area because of the air quality and stuff like that. So it's 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 sad. I wonder if they would consider moving the LA game even too. They already moved it from Mexico City to Los Angeles, but maybe if the air quality is that bad, they might have to move it out of here too. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the hell happens. There's just uh Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot going on. Lot lot going on. Mm mm mm. Mm mm mm. Mm 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 mm. Sad sad times. Sad, sad, sad times. Also, want to give a big shout out to John Leguizamo, though. I got to watch this uh, history of uh, Latin America. That was pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie, that was pretty fun. That was a good one. That was a good one. And I saw I was reading this article on the Atlantic too. That was really good too. Now that I'm scrolling through my timeline, uh, history of uh, the the peopling of the Americas. It's so fascinating. It's very interesting. Second, like we got. Some of my answers has got more in common with like people who are all the way from the from the Chilean Andes all the way to to Alaska. It's kind of insane, like that uh, the genetic link that happens with all the people who have uh, came to the Americas, then like the natives who came over across the Bering Strait. Like it's pretty. I find that history so insane and, and crazy that people don't really take and appreciate and have an idea of like who the hell these people were and what they represented and, and, and what they did and and what they accomplished, man. These were like well, you know, established, documented people who, who had, you know, incredible marvels in terms of astronomy, in terms of mathematics, in terms of agriculture, technology, just things of that nature. It was just insane. And people want to, you know, reduce them to as a footnote because uh, of what ended up happening, the consequences of... Uh, the diseases that came across from Europe, man, that was the biggest thing. The guns and, and the germs and all that shit. And yeah, and then eventually you get all these people who are horny as fuck coming off on a boat for a couple years, for like months, and they have no women, and they rape the shit out of all these people who are natives, and then you get a new mix of people. And then that's kind of what, uh, along with some a lot of other history, that's kind of what's happened in the Americas for a long time. Um, but yeah, and then you bring, and then there's also black people who come over from Africa, not by their willing, and then they mix in, and then there's a whole bunch of other shit that happens. And there's people from Asia that's come over recently, maybe recently being a couple hundred years and shit, shit. And yeah, you got mixes from other places, and yeah, it's it's a crazy crazy history. Everywhere you go, it's a little different too, and there's so much depth to it that people just don't have any like concept of it from here. A lot of people don't, and it's just uh. Yeah, man, we need to we need to learn more. The the knowledge is power. Just get that shit out there. So shout out to John Leguizamo. That was pretty dope too. Um, watch it on Netflix. They just put it up. There's some good shit on there. 
Watch the go watch the Degenerates too. They have some good stand-ups there. I like Joey's Joey Diaz. That dude was funny. Um, he was really critical about his shit, and I could tell why he was. But it was a good good half hour. Um, definitely like uh, Brad Williams's too. That shit was fun. And um, yeah, there was some there's some good ones on there. Also, shout out to Samas Naj. Uh, his new Netflix show is pretty cool. Be dropping them sports references all crazy and shit all over the place. I see Hassan, dude from Sacramento. I see you, Sacramento Kings fan, bro. We out here, bro. Gotta get uh, De'Aaron Fox on that show. Get him a little shout out. Whatever you can, man. But yeah, I think that'll probably about do it. This is the Puro Caballero Show. Episode number 41. As always, tune in. Um... This is bi-weekly. I'd be trying to do it weekly, but whenever the hell I get to it, I feel like it. That's pretty much it. iTunes, Google Play Store, Stitcher, all the above. Uh, TuneIn Radio, uh, SoundCloud. Why do I always forget the SoundCloud? I got to throw SoundCloud first, man. SoundCloud, numero uno. I'm all that places. And, uh, yeah, we have the instagram the puro caballero show we have my instagram at puro caballero my twitter at puro caballero so follow along for all the details and so long i'll catch y'all later Yee.